Hello, and thank you for joining us. I am your host, Pastor Sarita Jones, president and founder of Burning Love Outreach, along with my amazing co-host, Dr. Sylvia Shipman, founder and CEO of Jubilee Community Development Corporation. Well, our topic for today is Ask Us Anything. You know, Dr. Shipman and I, we wanted to give you the opportunity to ask us questions. You know, we come to you week after week with information, suggestions. We've had guests on that share their experiences in life with us, whether it be the sudden death of a loved one. Now, that was a great episode that we had because many individuals that we come in contact with don't have their affairs in order. And that was an awesome episode. We talked about, man, um, eating disorders. We have talked about living with mental illnesses. We've talked about divorce in the church, drug addiction, of course, Um you know, we've discussed so many things. We discussed how to keep that secret sauce in your marriages. Yeah. But we thought, yes, but we thought that it would be great to give you, our listeners, the opportunity to ask us questions. So today's episode is basically just going to be a rap session. Yes. And, you know, Pastor uh, Sarita, I'm so excited. I love rap sessions because this is when individuals get to the to the root cause of situations and circumstances that seems to plague them, you know, yes. and it seems to work in, in the rap session. So we are excited to bring you the questions and the concerns that have come to us so that hopefully it will impact your lives as well as those that have shared with us through their journey of the multitudes of things that they were facing. So I'm excited. As you can tell, uh, Pastor Serena and I are excited to come before you. And we know that you will get some nuggets from this rap session that you yeah. can implement in your own lives and see the drastic change that you so desire to take place. Well, before we go any further, you already know that we would love for you to contact someone, call, text, FaceTime, email those that you feel would be a blessing to listen to a burning love moment with us, right? You know how we do it. We are on uh, podcastlife101radio.net. All right, and you know how to hit us up on TDN Internet Television. Uh, you don't want anyone nor yourself to miss a burning love moment with us. All right, so before we dive in, let's let's go ahead and clear the path and let you all know that Sarita and I are ordained by God Almighty. We love to do the work that he's called us to do. Hallelujah. And yeah. not to mention that we're not psychologists or, uh, or psycho uh, psychologists or, or a psych psychiatrists. All right, let me get that tongue right. We are not psychiatrists. 
or psychologists, right? But we are ordained by God Almighty to bring you the word of God, to bring you the nuggets, everything that you may need to bring nutrients and help to every area of your life. All right? All right? We thank God and we praise him. Let us go into a word of prayer because we see right now that the enemy want to tie us up with our words, but we're going to go on anyway. Father, we glorify you on this platform. We glorify you for what you're about to do. We honor you for the questions and all the concerns that have come our way that we will implement to others, Lord God, that you will bring healing, deliverance, and restoration to all those souls. We thank you for a burning love moment. We praise you for a life. 101 uh, network uh, uh, radio and television Lord God. We praise you for all the ones that are working behind the scenes that's making a burning love moment such a success and certainly like we thank you and praise you for the listeners that you bring from month to month to listen to us from week to week to sit and, and hear what you have to say to impact their lives. So have that way and let your will be done. We glorify you and we thank you for the works that you're doing all over the world in the nation of kingdoms under the sun. This we pray and thank you in the matchless name of our Lord we pray and it is so. Hallelujah. It Hallelujah. is so. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Dr. Shipman, for such a wonderful prayer. And just like you said, the enemy has no place here. So this is going to be a great episode. Yes, it is. A burning Uh up moment. We focus on addiction, but we also address everyday life issues. And that's what I like about our podcast. We're just not focusing on the drugs and alcohol addictions. Mm -hmm. We um, are mindful that you know, I just want everyone to be mindful that some of our mm-hmm. questions tonight will not be addressing addictions, but people that are just dealing yes. with everyday life issues. So, so stay tuned. Do you suffer with addiction issues? Do you want to stop it for good and get your life back on track? Burning Love Outreach Ministry is here to help you. Founder and President Ms. Sarita Jones shares her powerful jaw-dropping testimony about her personal experience of being addicted to crack cocaine and having numerous wants issued for her arrest. She does it out loud and personal where you will not have to suffer in silence. Please visit her website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on the page. You can submit your prayer request. You can give your testimony. You can reach us also on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to the YouTube page and LinkedIn as well. You are not alone. Don't you give up and don't you give in. And please don't you give out. Burning Love is here to help you. Do you like my smile? Thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group in Dorchester, Massachusetts, I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff who are dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Check out Beacon Dental Group at 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. Burning Love Moment. We are going to get started with our questions and we are just going to answer as many as we can. Mm-hmm. And um, I just pray that you will be blessed by what is taking I'm place. Sure they will. 
Yes. Now, one of the questions that we have is from someone that says, my mother and sister have hurt me and I can't forgive them. What are your suggestions? Yes. And, and I know both of us have a lot to say about this. <laughs> forgiveness, forgiveness destroys the soul. Forgiveness would keep you out of heaven. And whenever I think about us not being able to forgive one another, it's a decision. You have to just make a decision. You know what? I don't care what somebody do to me. I am going to forgive them because you know what? We've worked so hard. We've, we've worked to get to this place where we are with the Lord. And you know that when you leave this earth, your home is going to be with the Lord in heaven. But I'm tell you something now and don't be deceived. God is not letting people into heaven who have not forgiven their brother and sister here on earth. So it's a decision. We have to forgive. And I think about Jesus on the cross. When he was on the cross, he went for you and he went for me. Let me tell you something. That man did nothing wrong, but yet he took on our sins. He took on yours and mine. And because of him, we are forgiven by God. And if he can go to the cross for us and forgive us, why can't we forgive our brothers and sisters here on earth? Yes. You know what? The word of God tells us to be quick to forgive. Quick. Just like you said, Pastor Sarita, unforgiveness will prohibit us from moving in the things of the Father, from the manifestation of the covenant blessing to flow. Like you said, to enter into the kingdom of God, have an eternal glory with him. Unforgiveness will eat up in you like cancer. That's the best way we can give you an analogy of how important it is to walk and operate in forgiveness. So, you know, this is one of my uh, favorite topics is forgiveness. You know, know. because it it will hold individuals up from being healed, from Mm -hmm. being delivered, from being set free. That Mm -hmm. unforgiveness will stifle every area of your life that you cannot move beyond it until you forgive. That's That's a fact. That is a fact. You got to make the decision. You know what? I'm going to forgive them. And if you find that there's still unforgiveness in your heart, you you need to go before the Lord in prayer and stay there and ask God to change your heart, your heart. You need to have surgery performed on your heart. If you find that you cannot forgive your mother, I think the the question was her mother and sister. If you can't forgive your mother and your sister for whatever it was that they did, Mm -hmm. you got to stay before the Lord. And we'll keep you in prayer as well, because we don't want anyone or anything to keep us out of heaven. And I'm going to tell you one thing, unforgiveness will keep you out. And as Dr. Shipman said, it will cause all types of havoc in your life. You will be prevented from living that peaceful life that God and Jesus promised us if you hold on to that unforgiveness. And, And Dr. Shipman, one of the things that we as individuals are so easy to forget is the fact that we all have been hurt. Mm -hmm. We all have hurt someone. That's a fact. All have been hurt in our lifetime and we all have hurt someone. So we need to learn how to forgive those who trespass against us. And as you said, the Bible says to be quick to forgive because you don't know where death lies. Yeah, You don't know where it lies. 
And and as I think we've said on other podcasts that I know people who have went to sleep at night and just did not wake up in the morning. Absolutely. That's correct. So mm-hmm. none of us know when death is going to come to these mortal bodies and we need to be ready. And and unforget that unforgiveness is it's got to go. Yeah. And, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I was just going to say, if you need further help, you feel like you need some more help with this, we'll mm-hmm. give you information at the end of the podcast, how to contact us. And Dr. Shipman and I, we will be willing and ready to help you to get to the place where you need to be, because this is very important. You can't continue to live with unforgiveness in your heart. And we thank, thank you for the question that came forth. Yeah, and you know, just to uh, let those let our listeners know that if they are struggling with such tragedy and hurt and despair from someone that had detrimental left scars in their life, and sometimes they just cannot get beyond that hurt, but I'm telling you all, you must make a decision to let it go. You must. And I always tell people, if you don't, if you want all of the things that you have done wrong to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And most people will say yes. Well, then you have to do the same thing for that other one that did you wrong and that hurted you and mm-hmm. left the scars and the despair that, that have plagued you all of these years. You yes. must decide, just like you want your stuff to be forgiven, whatever mm-hmm. that stuff may be, your errors, your hurt, your, your misfortunes or whatever you have done to others, you mm-hmm. must do the same thing for the ones that have hurt and wounded you. Yeah. So every time I bring it out like that, they usually examine themselves like, okay, yeah, you know, I want to be forgiven for my my wrongs. So right. immediately they then began to let go of that hurt. But sometimes it's people feel comfort in holding on to that hurt. I don't know why. They want yeah. to hold on to that hurt than, than to, rather than to be set free and healed in those areas because mm-hmm. the wounds is so, so deep. But guess what? God can set you free from it. Once you say, I'm going to let it go. So there yeah. you go. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's, it's so important to yes. forgive one another. And um, I pray that that question has been answered to the best of our ability. Yes. I know it has been. And I pray that that our listeners out there, anyone dealing with unforgiveness, um, have found a blessing out of what has been discussed on that topic as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we have another question. It says, how do you remain in a state of being clean and sober? Mm-hmm. Dr. Shipman, you want to answer that? Yeah. I mean, this is a great one because so so often you're in your sobriety, whatever your sobriety may be. I always like to say recovery has many faces. So when you say many faces, it can be from your, your, uh, sober and clean, not just drugs and alcohol, like we always want to refer to as clean and sober, but it can also mean you, you may have had a gambling problem. You may right. have had a case of, uh, uh, addiction to sexual immorality and mm-hmm. the list go on, eating disorder, you know, all these things that we listed of all of our guests that have been on. Some of these things have plagued individuals' life to now they are living free from them. So we call it clean and sober. So the first mm-hmm. thing that I like to tell an individual, and I know you, Pastor uh, Sarita, have many things to add to this, but uh, one of the things I like to say is make this your lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when we transition to something great and turn away from the old and going into the new or turn away from those things that we've been, you know, having in our lives for so long, but it profited us anything. It did not profit nothing. But yet okay. we make an intelligent decision to live this clean and sober life from these things that have plagued us and that have caused heartache and hardship in our lives. And now we're trying to stay this clean path. You mm-hmm. must decide that this will be a lifestyle. You know, in essence, this is where I'm doing it. Just like we get up, you know, every morning, we have our routine. We have the things that we like to do from drinking your coffee, washing your face, brushing your teeth, making your bath. You know, you make that your lifestyle. So clean and sober is the same thing. You have to make all these great decisions that's bringing health in your life, you know, to continue as a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that you have to do is, is make a decision that this will be my lifestyle. Living a clean and sober life, okay? And I also like to say, um, you know, create some healthy habits. Hmm, that's another one, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> when you start creating healthy habits, you, we always get distracted. You know, it's always those little foxes that try to come in and, right. and, you know, take us off our game. But you have to realize yourself every day to live this life that you have decided to be clean and sober. In essence, keeping your sobriety. And I I, um, recommend, along with everything that Dr. Shipman just said, don't have to try to do this alone. There are many support groups out there. Um, One thing you're going to have to do also is change your friends. If your friends were the ones that you were drinking and smoking or any of them that aided your addiction, no matter what it was, like Dr. Shipman said, whether it's eating or gambling or sexual immorality, you're going to have to distance yourself from individuals. And we call those things triggers, things mm-hmm. that, that cause triggers to take place in your mind, body and soul to make you want to have desires for these things, this addiction, whatever your addiction is. So you're going to have to make up your mind that, you know, as that song said, you're going to have to get a new attitude. You're going to have to develop a new attitude towards life, towards what you do, so that your um, recovery can be successful. You want to be successful. You want to continue to stay caught up in the snares of sin because that's exactly what it is. And also, as as we talk about getting connected with groups, um, I always believe that God will put people in your life to lead you where you need to be with him. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're going through those situations, I always encourage people to pray and ask God to connect you with a Bible-based church a Bible-based church that is following his words and that will help you as well. Don't you try to go and find a place, but that support system, because sometimes um, um, the house of God can be a support system for you mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be the hospital for the soul. Now, is everybody there right doing the right thing? No, that's why it's said to ask God to point you in the right direction. So that you can connect with the right group of people who will help you on your journey. You know, you know, in saying that, uh, Pastor Sarita, um, also incorporate God Almighty in, yes. in your walk, in your sobriety, in your clean and soberness, whatever that may be for you. Incorporate him in every aspect because in him we have victory. 
That's right. And him, he can take us through the channels that would try to bring you back into the old places that you do not want to go. Okay. So mm-hmm. keep everything in mind, you know, have your support system, you know, make again, make up your mind. Yeah. Once you make up your mind about something, we all have our testimonies. When we make up our mind about something, can't nobody take us from it. So do it. Have that tenacity that when you make up your mind that this is going to be your lifestyle, then live in it. When you yes, decide, as we do with everything else, you we get the we get the results from it, right? And those results be exactly what we want them to be. So right. have that same tenacity and boldness and faith in yourself that you can continue to live uh, a sobriety in which you so desire. Yeah. And and like you were saying that and once they change their mindset and incorporate God, when you incorporate God oh, in yeah. your life, new game changer. That's right. It's <laughs> a new game changer. No one can do the things that God can do for you. He is a chain breaker. He is a <laughs> deliverer. He is the rescuer. I remember, you know, a lot of times when I tell my story uh, of being addicted to crack cocaine for almost 20 years, I um, remember looking for all these different things to come and rescue me. I thought the drugs would rescue me. I thought a yeah. man rescue me. I thought money would rescue me when all the time my rescuer was in Jesus Christ and the Lord God Almighty. That's who my rescue was. And when I finally realized that, Mm -hmm. that's when I became who I am today. Mm -hmm. So yes, you're going to have to incorporate God in this so that you will not only be successful, but you will be leading, led down the right path and then you'll be equipped to lead others. Yeah, and, and you know, I know we have some other um, uh, questions, you know, that's coming along the same line. Uh, mm-hmm. I also want our listeners to know that you have the power. Yeah. You have the power within to operate and produce everything that you want. I know we have not been taught this, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the manner that we we should have, so we can know the trueness of who we are. Remember, you have that power. Take back that power that you feel is so, that you have given. You gave mm-hmm. your power to that thing. That mm-hmm. is so, it's so powering over you. Strip it back and yes. know that you have that power to overtake and overcome all things that mm-hmm. seem so detrimental in your life right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, to leave you all with that note as well as we go on with our, our following questions. Do you struggle with addiction issues? Does life seem to be passing you by? Burning Love Outreach is here to help you rise from a life of suffering, torment, and addiction. Founder and President Sarita Jones unveils her journey out loud so others don't have to suffer in silence. For speaking engagements where Sarita shares her personal experiences of being addicted to crack cocaine and having numerous warrants issued for her arrest, please visit the website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on the page, submit a prayer request, give a testimony or a praise report, and they would love to have you partner with them by giving either a one-time donation or becoming a monthly donor. You can like Burning Love Outreach on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to them on YouTube and LinkedIn. Remember, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. Do you know what it feels like to lose everything, feeling a life of hopelessness? 
Are you determined and ready to rebuild your life but do not know where to start? Dr. Sylvia Shipman is a life recovery coach and counselor and minister with successful years of experience helping others activate the power of God within them. With her enlightenment and guidance, you will be able to overcome the grip of addiction like never before and begin to reshape your mind and transform your life. For your one-on-one -on -one consultation, please visit her website, DrSiviaShipman.com. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. With your ongoing contributions, this ministry will be able to reach many who are now suffering. Please become a partner with us, changing and shaping lives one mind at a time. This is your jubilee into your new destiny. Visit her today. Burning love moment. So there's another question then. Let's just go on along this line here. How do you reconcile with loved ones yeah. when you've done so much wrong? Mm. Mm. Well, that's a good question. First of all, when you when you um when you recognize that you have done wrong to your loved ones and yet you're ready to reconcile. Okay, one of the things that I love to, to, to incorporate in someone's life, it's going to be a journey because, yeah. you know, you mistrust is there. You've mm -hmm. broken so many things. You've done so many things. And because you're ready to reconcile doesn't mean that the other individual, your loved one, is ready to reconcile. Right. So the first thing you must do is forgive yourself. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, find that confidence in yourself that you are a changed individual. And you yeah. begin to take on that posture that I have changed from those those behaviors that have hurt you and wounded you. And they will see your loved ones will see that change. And once they see that change, it would they would gradually invite you back into their circle of love. Okay. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind that you must first, you know, forgive yourself and love yourself and take that posture on that I'm not that same person. You don't have to tell people I changed, I changed, please, yeah. please, I changed. You can say any of that. They will see the fruits. That's right. The fruits. When you come and spend five minutes in their home and they know you didn't go through their home to steal anything, but you mm -hmm. just shared your love and you exit out. You know, they will see a multitude of things that have changed because you have taken on that posture of change in your life without yeah. telling anyone. Some people say, something about you. You mm -hmm. seem so joyous. You seem so happy. You change. You don't have to say nothing. They'll tell you you change. And yeah. you already know you change because you have taken on that posture, that aroma that, hey, I'm a different person. This right. is the person that I want to portray to my loved ones. And, and be patient with them. Yes. That come around. Be patient. Yeah. And remember, it's a journey. It's it a is. Journey. It yeah. really is. Because you know what? Those that love you, they didn't, the distrust mm -hmm. didn't just happen overnight. It right. took time because they loved you. They trusted you, but they saw you develop and turn into this dis different person that they could no longer trust again. Mm -hmm. So just like it happened gradually, the um to regain their trust is going to happen gradually. So and some of them it takes a long time because when you have a when you love someone and they have an addiction and it's not only destroying them but it's destroying you as well. When you have things, possessions, money and that loved one has stolen from you. I think one one of the hardest things for people to get over or to recover from is when people steal from them. Mhm. Mm 
Um, you know, you work hard for your money. You work hard for your possessions, things that God has blessed you to get. And then someone comes and takes it away from you because they have an addiction that hurts. So as Dr. Shipman said, be patient with them because all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. And as we said, going back to God, because when you put God in the midst of your recovery, people and family members, you can regain their trust. But it may take longer with some than others, but it can be done. Trust the process and continue. All you have to do is is show them. You Like Dr. Shipman said, you don't have to say a word. They can tell by your actions that you have changed. They they will be able to tell. So just be, be patient and um, repent. Forgive yourself, as Dr. Um, Shipman said, you know, just tell them you're sorry. You know what? I know I messed up. I know I hurt you. It's absolutely, that is one of the most humbling things that we can do as individuals is admit when we have messed up, when we have yes. hurt someone and to go to them and say, I'm sorry. Whether or not they forgive you, that's on them. That's but correct. you have done what you were supposed to do. That's correct. And, and you will be able to move on and just let God and Holy Spirit do the rest. He that's will right. work on them. He will work on their heart. So you can get over it. Mm-hmm. As Dr. Shipman said, make sure you forgive yourself, repent to them, tell them you're sorry, and let God do the works. Rest that, for it. That is so that is so true. Um, you know, so often that when we go to our loved ones and ask for forgiveness, we want them to respond so quickly and show mm-hmm. the expression of love, and it's not there. So you go back into that place of, man, I did all this, I've changed my I changed things and I'm doing this, and it takes you into a depression. But don't allow someone's decisions or action to take you back to the places that you have worked so hard to come out of. So keep that in mind. Again, trust the process and God got you all the way. But finally, how do one finally give up using drugs? Oh. Or how should I say, let's do it personally. How did you finally give up on using drugs? We'll we'll do it personally. Uh Uh-huh. I had a supernatural encounter with God. Yes. God knew when I, I actually became sick and tired of being sick and tired of using drugs, sick and tired of being in the same situation, sick and tired of not being able to prosper and move forward in my life. I became sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I basically had hit rock bottom. For years, I had tried all sorts of things, you know, tried to live this fast life, tried to, I was manipulating individuals, um, just wearing all these different masks because I had to be one person at work, another person at home, I had to be mama at home, you know, with my kids. And and I wasn't that that user, that drug user that would use in front of my children. So everything, all of that was hidden. And I was just tired of wearing all these different masks. And I want you to know I was going to church too at that time. So here I am, one person in church, one person at home, one person on the job. And then I am that person who was in the closet smoking crack cocaine, but I was getting, you know, things were getting done, but my life was a mess. And when I became sick and tired, mm-hmm. I 
ask God to come into my life. I thought I was going to a noonday prayer to stop smoking cigarettes, but actually God had another plan. God was like, not only are you going to stop smoking cigarettes, you're going to stop doing all this, these things that you're doing. You're going to stop lying. You're going to stop cheating. You're going to stop manipulating individuals. You're going to stop having relationships with, with people you're not married to. You're going to stop all of this stuff. You're going to stop smoking crack cocaine. Basically, God was saying, I'm about to set free and deliver you mm-hmm. from the strongholds of life that have yeah. you bounded up. But the way that that happened is when I took the posture of surrendering. When I did this to God, we all know that this is a posture of surrender. When I did this and I said, God, I need to give you my life. I need, I need you to come in and fix me. When I said this to God, he knew I was ready. And something supernaturally happened to me at that moment in that time. It happened at a noonday prayer during my lunch hour. I was able to go to a church, leave work, go to a church. Get set free and deliver and go back to work with 10 minutes left on my lunch hour. Mm -hmm. I I call it a setup. God just set you up really nice. He sure did. He sure did. So that's how I was finally able to give up using drugs. And I'm telling you, God took it away right then and there. Mm-hmm. I had no more desire, no more urges, no more options to use again. And from that day, I vowed that I would never go back because there was such a um, a liberation that happened. I felt free. I felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulder. And I tell everyone, you cannot have an encounter with Jesus and remain the same. (laughs) You will be a changed individual. And I was changed. Yes. Delivered. Healed. (laughs) By an encounter with God. So no one can tell me Holy Spirit is not real. No one can tell me you cannot be set free and delivered. Right. No one can tell me that you cannot have a supernatural encounter with God because mm-hmm. I experienced it mm-hmm. firsthand. Yeah. I, I My story is not that I checked into a treatment center and received um, my healing and stopped using drugs from checking into a treatment center. Treatment centers I support. I believe many people need them, that they are very helpful to individuals, but that is just not my story. That is not what happened in my case. And I can tell you supernaturally that God set me free. And that was August 8th, 2011. And I have not touched cigarettes, drugs, or lived that type of life ever since that day. You know, uh, Pastor Sari, I love it when... um... I hear the stories as such as yours, because so often people feel as though I don't want to go to a, a rehab. I don't want to go to a treatment center. I, you know, I really want to do it on my own, but yet they find themselves in and out of relapses, you know. But again, you told the perfect uh, element, and that was your surrendering. Surrender yeah. out of your heart. You know, fall on your face. You can be walking down the street. You can be in your bathroom. Whatever it is, stop. And just surrender and say, Lord, and cry out to God Almighty. He is right there immediately to set you free when you open your heart up that he may come in and do whatever you would desire him to do. And you too can be set free in the same manner. The power of God 
God is no respect of a person. Again, but if it's you that need to go in a treatment center and feel that that is your path, then choose that. The, yeah. the, the whole moral of all of this is that you have the capability when you make up your decision is enough is enough. We yeah. all have our stories. When we had a sick and tired of being sick and tired of something, we got up and we shifted from that thing. So whatever it is that you must do to shift from that thing, do so. Whether it be a treatment center, crying out to God, a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Yes. God is there waiting for it, waiting for you to say, come, help me, Father. He's waiting. He's eagerly waiting for you. So yes. that you set me free. Yes. And, and something else I, I want to add to that is, I want people to know that I had been still actively using drugs mm-hmm. for almost two years, but yet crying out to God to ask him to come and help me because yeah. I knew I needed help. I knew I wanted to change what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I cried out to God. I would be, and I'm just be honest with you. I would be high mm-hmm. and go down on my knees and mm-hmm. ask God to come and help me because I knew I needed help. It took almost two years of praying and prayer. Mm-hmm. And as I said earlier, God sent someone to my life that led me to that noonday prayer mm-hmm. where I went that day at that church and I was set free and delivered. So don't ever give up on God. God is still God. He is the same God yesterday, today, and will be forevermore. That's A right. lot of times we want him to come and work instantly right then and there. And but God has a plan. He has a setup for you, like Sylvia said, and, and you said the right word, a setup. God mm-hmm. set real good yes. for my delivery. And I tell people all the time, this is my story. This is a true thing that happened. It's not made yeah. up. It's fake. It is real. And I believe God had to. God did that for me, for me to have the passion that I have today to say that yeah. was real, and that is what happened to me. And I know God is real, so there is no going back. There's no going back. And I pray that others who have addictions, no matter what your addiction is, that you would cry out to God and believe me, if you cry out to God. And and, and that's another thing that's so good about the Lord. He knows your heart. He knows your heart. He knows when you're sincere. He knew even though I was high. He knew Uh even. So I was high. I was on my knees crying out to him to come and help me. And let me tell you, he came and helped me. And I remember someone told me, God doesn't hear the, the, the prayers of the sinners. I said, that's a lie. It is a lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. If we didn't hear us, we wouldn't be here today. Come on now. That's right. He he did. He did. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, God came and he answered that prayer. So so yours may not be drugs or alcohol, like Pastor Sarita said, wherever the stronghold is. Mm -hmm. What you must do to get delivered from that thing. And so if you surrender to God, it's nothing like the power of God setting you free. Nothing like it. And I'm talking about it areas. You might not be drugs, it may not be alcohol, but you know that thing that you've been holding on and holding on you like enough that pornography. Yes, that yes. uh-huh. Sexual MRI, that gambling habit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, cry out to God. He'll totally set you free from that thing. And when you find yourself you don't want him to come in, it's because you're not ready to let go, just like Pastor Sarita said. He yes. knows your heart. You ain't ready. Mm-hmm. When you get ready to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. You will change. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You will change. That's right. So I hope we, we, 
answered that question. Yes. Um, we have another question here. Someone wrote in that she or he is feeling overwhelmed with life. Mm. It's a single person, no children. And this is my situation. I work full time. I go to school working on my PhD, taking three courses. School is not easy, but I will graduate in 2024. I'm struggling to make ends meet financially, and I feel like the walls are caving in Mm -hmm. on every side. What do you suggest I do? I think this person's life is out of balance, Mm -hmm. really. Um, You know, you can't burn your candles at both ends. If someone says that they're working full time, they're studying and taking three courses, working on a PhD, that's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot. When yeah. when you're in school, that's almost that's basically in school. That's almost like a full schedule. Mm-hmm. I would suggest turning to God in prayer and asking him to show you what to do. Looks like you need to um, alleviate some things. You can stay in school, um, but do you have to take three courses? You have to work so that you can meet your financial obligations. Um, I think you need some life adjustments here because life is not meant to be overwhelming, but it is meant to be enjoyed. And some of the things I find with people when they're in school, it's like they, and and, and I I know school can be difficult and they want to get through, hurry up and get through, but what's the rush? What's the rush if you're feeling overwhelmed? That overwhelming feeling is not healthy. It stresses you out. Mm -hmm. It takes away from your concentration at work, which means you're probably not giving your all at work. You're probably not all there mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably, it's probably affecting the way that you're working along with your schoolwork. You're probably not doing your best schoolwork to take three courses and work full time. That, that is a, a heavy load there. And you feel like you, you said it, the person said it himself. They feel like the walls are caving in on every side. They're caving in on every side because you have too much on your plate. So you need to go to God and say, Lord, what do I need to change? What adjustments do I need to make in life? Mm-hmm. And whatever God reveals to you to make, make them. That's right. Uh, also, I'd like to add there with, along with that is that you're in control. Mm-hmm. You're controlling every wit, and that's why you're feeling overwhelmed. You you have not incorporated God into your your life. You mm-hmm. know, and I always say this: whenever you're doing things on your own merit, you will feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and you will feel as though your the walls are caving in. You mm-hmm. know, things are spiraling down in your life from time to time. That's because you're trying to handle everything on your own and being. Um, programmed to operate in the system of this world. And like Pastor Sarita said, we were, this life was designed for us to enjoy it, but we have been programmed to feel as though we have to do this, this, and that, and keep this and that going over and over in our lives to the fact that we don't even enjoy life or enjoy one another. So another thing too is refocus, you know, balance. That's a word that we don't like to use. Mm-hmm. Find your balance. Live a balanced, wholesome life yes. that you can enjoy your loved ones. You can enjoy yourself. You can enjoy going to school. You can enjoy going to work. And mm-hmm. whatever balance is to where you feel in complete 
at peace yes. doing it all. Okay. Just wanted to add what you were uh, saying, Pastor Sarita, to that, you know. Yes, you definitely need to make some adjustments because from from what I'm hearing through the question is you're at the verge of burnout. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy. You're at the verge of burnout. So there's definitely some adjustments and changes that you need to make in your life. So I pray that um, Dr. Shipman and I have helped you with yeah. this question and, and that you... Go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor. I, I want to also say before we move on to the next question, this might be an overachiever. You know, sometimes those overachievers, they don't even, they have no no alarms that go off and say, this is too much. They don't have that. Mm. It's like the more you pile on, the more they're like, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Overachievers. You mm. know, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, recognize that this is not, am I really, am I really living? Yeah. Or are you working to live? I mean, what are you, what is the purpose of all of this? Even if you are a high achiever, and mm-hmm. some are, but understand why you're doing it. Are you having fun doing it? Are you mm-hmm. good? Do you have peace doing it? All mm-hmm. these things you must question yourself so that your good will not be a, a habit in your life, will not be havoc in your life to the point that you now are high blood pressure. You mm-hmm. know, now you threaten to have a stroke. You yes. know, you can't find joy in anything. I mean, all these things, you know, can creep up in your life and you don't even know that these yes. things are taking place. So examine, yes. you know, everything that you do. Am I having a good time doing it? Mm-hmm. Do I enjoy, you know, this thriving because I'm a high achiever? Am I enjoying it? You know, and if you find no joy in it, that means, hey, let's let's do some recalibrating. OK, yes. let's re- yes. refocus and reshift. To some yes. things that will bring balance in your life. Yes. You, you know what I'm thinking about, Dr. Shipman, is that with every question, uh-huh. it all leads back to God. Every one of them. <laughs> every one. <laughs> every issue, situation uh-huh. that we find ourselves in, God is the answer. And you know what, Pastor? Uh, I was just thinking about this uh, earlier uh, in this week. What stopped people from trusting God? You know what it is. People don't want to change because in order for you to trust God, you got to shift and trust him. And some people do not want to want to relinquish that trust to God to trust them in the situations that they need. Because I'm like, it's so easy. It's easy to us because we have made a decision to allow God to be in our life. But, you know, for some people, you must make a change. And some people do not want to make that drastic change of believing in a God who they know is real or somehow within them know that it's real, but I don't want to believe like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it, you know? But like you said, every one of these questions lead back to, we need the hand of God Almighty orchestrating the perfect will throughout our life to achieve the things that we so desire. So you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. Yeah. You know, it's it's so funny you're talking about that because just this week, my husband, he... um, he was just talking to a couple of people about the Lord and they just didn't believe like one person um, just said, I just don't believe. And I remember talking to Tim later that day and he said, I just felt, I just feel so beat up today because nobody, you know, two people that I talked to in a matter of a couple of hours, 
neither one of them are believing or trusting God for anything. And um, I had to actually pray for my husband because I could tell that his spirit had have been hurt. Right, right. <laughs> his spirit had been crushed. And uh-huh. I, I said, honey, we, we have to pray for them. Right. We have to pray for them, c- continue to keep them in our prayers. But he really felt beat up yeah. uh, because he was trying to share the good news with with these two individuals and neither one of them believed in the higher power, our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, one water, one plant, but God gives the increase. Yes. So at this point in those two individuals, he could have been the, the one that's planting mm-hmm. or he could have been the one that's watering, but God would give the increase. So it was not in vain. We mm-hmm. just have to trust God. But God said he wished that all of us would repent and come to him. But hey, everybody has to so I, I've been telling myself, if God is not tripping, Sylvia's not going to trip. Because, uh, you know, he, these his people, he know way more than we do. He just only allow us to understand and give us a glimpse of what he knows about an individual. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I, I have to get to a place that I'm okay, whatever the results may end up being. Because if, if God Almighty is not worried and he's not twisted up about a concern of another Neither should I be. And that has brought such liberation in my life. You know, because mm. we want all of this for our loved ones. We want all of these uh, individuals that come in our path to taste of the goodness of the Lord and to experience him in ways and levels and change their behaviors and do this and do that because we know it would be up for them, a greater, right. a greater uh, progress in their lives. But guess what? When they choose not to, we have to be okay with that and not turn away and be so, because I've done it. I've been yeah. like Tim. Mm-hmm. But then you have to get to the place. What happened? Everybody has a choice and a will, and God has not, you know, inter- intervened over that will. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not do it as well. So I'm cautious of that now. But you know, my strong nature, you know, my strong spirit, mm-hmm. trying to tell it, come on now, let's make this decision, let's work this thing. You can do it. No, I ain't ready for that. Yeah, you have to respect that. So yeah. I get it when you feel like you've been beat up. Because you really want to pour out and give to those individuals and see the great change. And all they have to do is make one choice and it'll, mm-hmm. it'll change the dynamics of for something like and they choose not to. And it, it's taxing. But you you turn away, you just wound it. So I get it. I get it. But I've learned, and I'm still yet learning that <laughs> if God not tripping, I ain't gonna trip. And oh. it has saved me a great deal. But that anyway, is- that's absolutely awesome. And yes, I was just, I just found myself trying to encourage him in the Lord, but I like what you just said. I'm going to make sure he listens to mm-hmm. your advice to that, that question there. Yes. Um, so we're going to move on yes. to this question that says, how do you love yourself mm. when you're your worst enemy? Mm. Okay. Dr. Shipman, I'm pushing that one in your plate. Okay, no problem. I, <laughs> You know what? We are our worst critics. We are our worst enemies. However you want to put a word to it. We seem like we are the hardest on ourselves. And I always ask, why? Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a why to everything. So one thing I like to encourage is stop uh, demeaning yourself. You know? Mm-hmm. Stop belittling yourself. Stop looking at yourself as self-worthlessness. You know, you are precious. You are valuable. You are been uniquely made in the fullness of God Almighty. There's nothing uh demeaning about you at all. 
Mm -hmm. So you have to start viewing yourself in the manner that God has created you. And your parents may not have told you this, or no one in your life have told you this, but everything around you have told you every negative thing that allows you to be your worst critic, your worst enemy. Now you have to say, why? Where did this come from? Why, yeah. can, why am I always eating myself up like this and looking at myself in this manner in a negative content? Okay, mm -hmm. so what you must do is recognize, why am I doing this? Where did this come from? The real, if you sit and ask yourself these questions, you will come up with the answer. And when you do, I want you to uproot it out of your life that it be no more. Okay? Mm. Uproot it out of your life that it be no more, that it's no longer attached to you. Okay? Because a lot of people are stipend, you know, in their walk in life because of this. You know, they got, they have so many hindrances to move them forward because they are their worst enemy. Yes. So you must deal with this ugly, stinky, ill act that you have placed in your own self. You placed on your own life. So you recognize that this is a problem and say, wait a minute, I am valuable. Yeah, get in the mirror and start talking to yourself. I have worth. I am someone that, uh, that's needed in the planet. Mm -hmm. God put you here for a reason that mm -hmm. you can fulfill here. No one else can do it but you. That's how valuable you are. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to change that mindset. Reshape your mind around what God has to say about you and not what others have said about you. I know you're about to burst, Pastor Sarita. Go ahead and add. You know, it's it's so funny because um a lot of people remember when I, mm -hmm. I sure do not like that remember when thing because mm -hmm. my mind is sharp. I have not forgotten a thing. I remember. I know what happened. I know what I have done. And I don't need you to remind me mm -hmm. of the things that I have done. And and we have to remember that we're from a royal priesthood. Come on now. Royal priesthood has already pre um um you destined you when you were in your mm -hmm. mother's womb for greatness. Mm -hmm. And right. we have to walk like we are from a royal priesthood. And I'm That's not right. arrogant, but I am saying we should be confident in who we are. And if other people can't see your greatness and your goodness, because that's the way God created you, so be it. But so you it. have to know it. You have to know it. That's right. And stop being your own worst enemy and decide that I am going to walk in the greatness that God created me. Yes. You, you are a child of God. Mm -hmm. You are the son and the daughter of a king. That's correct. So act like it. <laughs> act like it. Even if others don't want to acknowledge it. And you know, sometimes, you know, Dr. Shipman and I, we are from the same hometown. And I'm going to tell you something. The steps of a righteous man are directed by God. I'm gonna tell you, there are some people that God won't even let me walk into their direction when I go home. That's you right. know, I'm in Canada. Dr. Shipman is over in um, Maryland, Virginia. Virginia. I don't know why I always. It's okay. Me. I always tell people the DC area. So then, that, therefore, <laughs> yes. they say, "Hey, I can be in Maryland one minute, and DC in the next, and, and and Virginia in the second. Okay, just yeah. so, so you okay." But, um, you know, and sometimes we go home and there are, are classmates or friends mm -hmm. that we have there. And, you know, we're all on social media. 
So some way or another, they'll know your home. And, and some people will be like, well, you know, we, we never see you. You never get with me. But you know what? God is not letting that happen because I believe God don't want me sitting in the midst of people reminding me of what I did 40 years ago. That's why I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. That person is dead and gone. You, as a matter of fact, you don't really know who I am today. I am a born again child of God. I am not that person. And God don't want me sitting down at a table breaking bread with you talking about, I remember when the mess that I did when I was in high school. No. So you have to, to, um, embrace your greatness. And there is greatness in you, whether anybody have told you or not, I'm telling you, you are great. You are special because God created created you that way. You are royalty because you're from that royal priesthood. Yeah. And you know what, Pastor, you were saying something just a minute ago that you choose not to be in the company of individuals that want to remind you of your past. You know, we have to be surrounded by individuals that see our worth, our value. You yes. know, so examine the people that are around you. If they too are adding to make you be that worst person that you heard all your years of your life, you yes. know, from childhood all the way up to your adulthood, no one has, has in your life, in your circle of friends and influences have said anything great about you. Hey, you need to cut the cost. You need to cut the, cut it all off and say, you know what? You have overstayed your welcome in my life. <laughs> you, you bring no value in my life. So right. if you're not bringing value in your life, shift. And That's get right. those individuals that will bring value in your life, that will tell of the greatness of who you are. They'll see the greatness of who you are. They'll see the love of God flowing out of you. They'll That's see right. the uniqueness in which God has placed in you and that no one else have told you about. So you want those individuals around you. So I concur with you, Pastor. Hey, make sure you know that you got the right people around you that's going to celebrate you and not take right. you down. All right? right? And what I love about God is God doesn't look at your past. God looks where you're right. going. God doesn't look at your past. He looks where you are going. So make sure your life is going in the direction that God planned for it to go. Now, we know this has been an awesome, awesome um, time of a rap session here. But unfortunately, we are running out of time. And Dr. Shipman is just going to wrap us up for for this episode. And we thank you all for joining us. Well, beloved, we have enjoyed you thoroughly. Thank you for taking the time out to be part of a burning love moment, being our great listeners as you always have been. Uh, where today's topic was ask us anything, you did just that. We have enjoyed this episode tremendously, and I hope you have as well. And we pray you have been blessed beyond measure, and I hope you have received the great nuggets that the Lord has presented to you, that now you have the tools to be able to use to bring greatness in any area of your life that you know that, hey, I can change here. I can do better here. And now God is showing me that path to make it happen. My beloved, walk in it. For the Lord God Almighty is with you always. All right, Pastor Serena. Yes. And you know what? If you are a loved one 
in the need uh, of any type of help, please yes. reach out to someone. Don't try to handle your situation by yourself. There are people out there trained, people that God have appointed who will give you yes. the support and the help that you need. Join a support group. Reach yes. out to someone. Also, I want you to know that Burning Love Outreach and Dr. Sylvia Shipman, we are here for you. Absolutely. We are here for you as well. We want you to succeed. We want you to be great. We want you to know who you are and yes. walk in the calling that God has on your life. And it has been such such a pleasure to spend this time with you. I pray that you have been blessed by yes. what was said here. And Dr. Shipman, for those that don't know, will you please let our listeners know how to contact you? Yes, for all your recovery support needs, other life concerns, don't know where to start and need that extra support, please reach out to us. Visit us on our website at drsylviashipman.com or you may uh, you may also contact us by telephone. I know everyone is not computer savvy, but yet you can reach out and dial the number. And that's 877-360-1177. You may reach us, of course, by Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to us on LinkedIn and connect with us on Clubhouse. We would love to have you partner with us by giving a donation to help us end this addiction crisis by changing lives with quality care and commitment, as you already know. Please go to our website. And visit us at drsylviashipman.com and select donate button. Okay? Remember, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. God bless you all. Praise the Lord. And for speaking engagements where I share how I overcame years of addiction to crack cocaine, Mm -hmm. please um, reach out to Burning Love Outreach. I also yes. had numerous warrants issued for my arrest. You can comment on our page. You can submit a prayer request, give a testimony or praise report. Also, um, you can send your questions in whenever you have a question. You can put them on my website and I will answer them for you. Now, with your help, we can continue to reach those who are suffering from drug abuse and addiction so that we can continue to do that and reach the marginalized in our community. Please partner with us by giving either a one-time donation or you can become one of our monthly donors. And you can like Burning Love Outreach on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube and LinkedIn as well well. Thank you for listening to a burning love moment. And remember, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. You wake up in the morning, you're not feeling right. The will is gone, can't put up a fight. Take a The world on fire for Jesus.